This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com. Welcome, everyone, to Radio Techers. What's going on, everybody? It's your host, Tanner, a.k.a. the Texas Gentleman, here with my other hosts, uh, the one, the only Mr. Stephen Grudy, and, of course, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, uh, Mr. Mags. Award-winning podcaster. Award-winning award winning podcaster. Uh, uh, the hardest working man in all of podcasting, Mags. Uh, hey, you know, Stephen and I got third place. That's not too bad. But you're, of Second course, here. Loser. <laughs> You're here with us on Radio Checkers. I'm going to ignore Mags' comment there. Uh, we're going to watch Liverpool versus West Brom live right here, right now. Go ahead, join us. It's going to be a heck of a good time. How are y'all doing today? Doing well? No, uh, I've just seen Burnley get absolutely robbed uh, by uh. poor officiating. So I'm probably going to be a salty little bitch for this uh, this game. So hopefully West Brom will do me a big favor and put a big smile on my face. You, you were you were pretty salty during the show. I would. I would. Yeah. Uh, to, be, to be fair, I'm always salty. I don't. I think I'm. I'm never not salty. Yeah, that's his secret. He, he's always salty. Stephen, how, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, I, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, Brighton had a had a draw with, with West Ham. Uh, would have preferred it to be a win, but you know, it's a draw. It's a draw. I'll take it. Should have been a win. Brighton first half were superb. I really enjoyed watching them. Brighton were very very good today. Yeah. Gentlemen, we of course are here today. We're going to talk about all the Premier League results as they uh, uh, as this game goes on. But we are here particularly to watch my Liverpool Reds versus Sam Allardyce's West Bromwich team, uh, which uh, is is it? It's there. We'll Big Sam's back in the house, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the tactical we- genius, Big Sam. Come on, Big Sam. 
<laughs> uh, you can tell, of course, Mags is not uh, impartial at all here. Uh, <laughs> neither, but neither am I, to be fair. Uh, gentlemen, I want to get your thoughts here on the starting lineups and prediction for the score. Okay. Uh, I think Liverpool have put out one of the strongest teams they've got available. Um, yeah. uh, Matic being back and relatively fit is only a good thing. Um, in terms of score, 4-0, maybe. West, West Brom 4, Liverpool 0. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, to, going back to being absolutely impartial, this should be a massive cake walk for Liverpool. Should We, we should get at least three or four uh, goals for, for Liverpool in this one. We have seen that happen before, we, uh, and uh, we, we, we may see it again. Uh, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mags is with a 4-0 for Liverpool. Stephen, what says you? Uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, Liverpool's lineup right now is uh, looking stacked as hell, as it normally does. I'm expecting really high possession for Liverpool with, with Henderson in that midfield. I, I mean, uh, and then you got Salah, Firmino, Mane on the, you know, on the front line. Becker on the as the keeper. I, I mean, yeah, uh, Mags is entirely right. I think this is going to be a cakewalk for them. Uh, as far as points go, uh, I'm expecting it, it, at least three uh, from from Liverpool. Um, West Brom might get the one in there, uh, might not. Just uh, kind of depends on. Uh, I don't know whether or not they get lucky, whether whether or not they get uh, you know some good passes in. But uh, yeah, yeah, it, at least three uh, three zero, maybe three one. Ooh, okay. 3-1 scoreline. Um, I, I'm with you guys here. I do see, again, a big, big win for Liverpool today. Um, oh, I, Liverpool I'm, are breaking now, though. Oh, is, is that Trent? Crossed in. Yeah, oh, fits across the, across the goal line. If, mm. if, if Firmino were more informed, he would have got his boot on that and we would have had a goal. Mm. Perhaps so. Perhaps so. Uh, and I dare say I'm a little, a few seconds ahead of you guys, being actually in Britain. I think slightly, yeah. maybe slightly. I don't. I but we're we're trying to sync up here. I'm at about minute two right now. I'm at one fifty six. Yeah, two forty for me. Okay. 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 So you're so we're roughly. I'm trying to get this here right on point. Let's see if I can get it. Um, so <laughs> I'll delay my reactions to try and, <laughs> try and not play a spoiler. <laughs> Mag's just sitting there. <laughs> Uh, no but thank you all who are in the chat for joining us today we greatly appreciate you if you haven't done so already hit that like button hit hit subscribe as well we greatly appreciate that and if you're listening to this in podcast form at a later time uh, do us a quick favor just uh, leave us a five star rating review wherever you can uh, you know wherever you listen to podcasts Uh, it sounds like just a little thing to do but it really goes a long way to helping us out here at Radio Checkers and we, we greatly appreciate all the love and support that you guys give and we hope that you guys have had a happy holiday so far uh let's go into the chat here real quick uh matt wilson the chat uh oh god he's insufferable i'm not sure if he's talking about mags or sam clearly talking about me (laughs) (laughs) jpq big paws on the pup also in the chat shout out jpq how you doing uh we are he's he's saying uh, two two nil liverpool two Mm. nil yeah Mm -hmm. Good, good prediction, I think, there. Uh, we'll see what happens here. Um, 
Obviously, it looks like Liverpool are... Uh, I mean, they're really kind of just getting in the rhythm at this point uh, uh, for how they normally go about these matches. Yeah. They they press up really, really high, and uh, they, they put a lot of pressure on early. Yeah. Looks uh, like they're West, testing. Yeah. West Brom are struggling to get hold of the ball and keep hold of it. Um, well, Liverpool are, are doing really well. Liverpool are doing really well on the attack. I think the, the thing about West Brom is that they, they literally have, and I just saw this a moment ago, they literally have seven men behind the ball. Like, they've got mm. seven men stacked across the defensive line there. I mean, they're playing Liverpool. That might not be the best, uh, or that might yeah, not be the right, worst ball, you know? Right now, at four minutes, 45, they've, they've got all ten men behind the ball. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> look, <laughs> I mean, that's not surprising at all. Um they uh so so the, the the funny thing about this weekend it, there's been a lot of very interesting results here and i i hope that we get another one in here uh let's talk about some of yesterday's games boxing day uh, but mags uh, more more poignant here to our american viewers uh and listeners uh, what is boxing day uh boxing day is the day after christmas usually the 26th of december um, I think well, it, it, why the name it, Boxing Day. <laughs> the, I think the history of it was that it yeah. was the day that you boxed up all your your uh, Christmas decorations and stuff like that, and then oh, I see. then it kind of like transmorphed into uh, when boxing would actually be uh, a, a live sport after, uh, on the day after Christmas. But right now, it's it's usually just another excuse to get pissed up and. <laughs> <laughs> and like, go mental. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was just I was curious. I, I I was always curious about the name Boxing Day and where where that comes from. Um, oh. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Matt West, in the chat. West Brom are playing a dangerous game. They really learn Liverpool just come at them. Uh, Fabinho just yeah. floats one over the top of the bar. Yeah, it, it, Big Sam on the touchline. He's not looking too pleased with uh, the current results uh, on the pitch. Um, oh. It's, yeah, I mean, he's been away for so long, Mags. I mean, what uh, what can you expect? I mean, Steven's never seen a game played with uh, uh, Big Sam Allardyce. Mm. <laughs> I mean, what could Big Sam expect here from a Premier League that's really kind of evolved uh, yeah. in, in the wakes uh, of, of him leaving the Premier League in the first place? And the irony is that uh, the the Premier League actually, uh, Big Sam was a, a big kind of proponent for that uh, evolution starting when he took over at, at Bolton. He was one of the first uh, Premier League managers to to bring in uh, nutritionists and and sports scientists to really get into like the uh, mm. the the technical aspect mm. of football. But uh, after quite a few. Um, let's say controversial uh, moments with Sam uh, in in terms of uh, uh, being offered bungs for signing players, uh, mm. saying some things that maybe he shouldn't have been saying, um, <laughs> and then kind of falling down the pecking order in terms of uh, the quality of teams that were interested in him. Um, he, he he did really really drop off. Like I was saying to you earlier, there was a, a time when he was considered to be the the best English manager in, in the Premier League and was, was heavily touted for the England job. Um mm. and, and then his fall from grace was was very, very quick. And well, he, over the last he, he got that England job not not for very long. 
and then <laughs> fucked it right up. Um, <laughs> we almost, we almost got to ten minutes. We almost got to ten minutes without the f word. Cheers. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> but getting back to the point, I think the the uh, inclusion of managers like Klopp and um, mm. and um, Pep have really saw this kind of a change to uh, the 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 Premier League that has brought in more uh, technical technical skill, more pace, and somehow that kind of look feels like a dinosaur now, uh, even mm. though. Not not ten years ago, he was he was the, at the forefront of of like this push. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is weird seeing him back managing, but he's never going to get to the hearts of of Europe like he, he did with the likes of Bolton. But he is an expert at keeping teams up, and that's mm-hmm. that's been his forte for the last few jobs he's had in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Well, he I mean he he had the Bolton job he had he had the West Ham he was huge when when uh, for for West Ham uh, when I started uh, watching um, or you know, rather back in the day um, that's how I best remember him as as, as West Ham manager um, uh, big pause on the pup uh, big pause on a pup in the chat JPQ I hit my parlay with Leeds and West Ham uh, and the Brighton draw so house money baby yeah okay so I'm, uh, I will be unfollowing him on Twitter then for backing Leeds. <laughs> Uh, but kind of going back to what you said mags i mean yeah i think big sam kind of along with arson vanger a little bit was kind of that first you know person to despite how contradictory their their managerial and tactical styles are they were kind of the first to kind of bring in nutritional science and like sports science into the premier league and really kind of uh make it bigger uh than than what it was previous to this um you know uh, nutritionists um you know with all all the like um i i i think now you're seeing that step here even further like you said with guys like like Jurgen Klopp and and, and Pep Guardiola who um even them, their their styles are very drastically different. Pep more of like a hey, let's you know we're, we're you know keep possession, positional play, you know like you know keeping kind of the ball around and and, and absorbing the uh, or or maintaining possession rather. Whereas Klopp uh, is more about physicality, it seems at, yeah. at times and, and high pressing and and you have to be very well conditioned to play in a Jurgen Klopp team. Right. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think the the way that uh, that Klopp and Pep are, are similar is that they come into a club and they build an infrastructure uh, mm-hmm. from the ground in. It's not just about the people who turn up on the pitch. It's about mm-hmm. the whole of the backroom staff and the the scouting and 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 mm-hmm. the, the science behind football. And mm-hmm. that was what um, Sam really kind of led the charge on uh, for 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 guys like uh, Klopp and and Guardiola to to really run with and and be as successful mm-hmm. as they are. Um, let's see here. Liverpool charging down. Robertson about to cross in. Oh, almost. Almost had a cross in right there. It looked to be Mane, I believe. It happened so quickly, I just couldn't catch who it was too. Uh, oh, what a great ball. What a goal. What a goal. Sorry, you'll see in a minute. You'll see in a minute. <laughs> West Brom 1-0. <laughs> Tanner's face <laughs> dropped. Tanner's face <laughs> dropped. Like, what? No, it's Liverpool. What? 
Okay. So so Mags is in the future quite clearly <laughs> if you're watching here in the States because we have commercials here that ruin the time. Yes. Um, <laughs> what a great ball. Bounced perfectly in a manner. So Robertson, uh, let's see. Wow. I'm trying to get to the point where we get to the to the goal here, Mags. Um, I think he's about 40 seconds ahead of us. Right. That's what I'm thinking. I'm on 12-18 right now. We're on okay, a, so I'm on 11-20. So it's, it's coming up, coming. literally. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, ball in. Oh, wow. That was an amazing goal by Sadio Mane. Amazing Great, great control and finish. Uh, fantastic control. And he, and he really, he really needed that goal. He really needed that goal. The, uh, the irony of, of Firmino getting back into uh, a purple patch and then it's, it's Mane dropping off. Um, but, yeah, great goal. Well, I mean, I, I, that's the that's kind of the beauty of, of Liverpool, though, isn't it? It's it's that any of the front three could be having an off day, and right. all you need is one of the other two <laughs> to, mm-hmm. to to really fly. And, and, and then when you've got a fit Diego Jota, you've got four to pick from. So yeah, yeah. See, and I, I don't know if the game's really gone on long enough for us to to even know if Salah or, or uh, Bobby are having a, a poor game. But uh, I, I mean, we were just talking about uh, you know Mane kind of uh, you know where's his goals? His goals are yeah. in real life this season, and he he comes out with that beautiful goal there. Clearly, Mane listens to Tekkers and uh, took apparently. Our mm-hmm. apparently. Thank you, thank you, Mane, for listening. Um, uh, I wish. <laughs> one if you're day, listening, one day, Mane, we love you. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> dude. On his day, Sadio Mane could be the best player on the planet. Really, mm-hmm. in all honesty, mm-hmm. um, there's a reason why teams like Real Madrid are interested in him because mm-hmm. of the of the of what he brings to this to to your to your squad. Well, and he's quite clearly better than Eden Hazard. Uh, I don't know why they would have spent so much money on him. <laughs> I mean, at least with Mane, you know that he won't be spending half the time at the bakery. Um, anywho. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> anywho. Uh, let's talk about some some results from yesterday. Leicester City 2, Manchester United 2. I actually found that game to be quite interesting as a neutral party. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not... Uh, um, not not one to to really root for Manchester United, but I was uh, definitely surprised by how well they played. Um, mm-hmm. They are one of the more informed teams here. Um, so I mean, do you, with Leicester City, I guess getting a, a goal at such a late moment in the game, does, does it feel like three points, like two points dropped rather uh, for Manchester United? Do you, do you guys like feel like that might be the the feeling around uh, Old Trafford today? I mean, yeah, I think so. Honestly, I mean, Manchester United should have had the win there. Uh, I think they were they were playing really, really great football. I mean, Bruno Fernandez was absolutely on fire. And, and, I mean, he he was setting up so many chances for for Manchester United. Uh, and, I mean, Marcus Rashford was playing very, very well as well. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's some drop points from them. Uh, I would have expected to to have seen the win for Manchester United just just how they were mm. playing. Uh, I mean, that being said, it was a very, very good game, though. 
Yeah. Yep. I have to agree with uh, Stephen, even though Leicester uh, had the the better uh, amount of possession. Overall, it was a very, very even game in terms of uh, uh, chances, but the better chances did come to Man United. And uh, mm-hmm. um, maybe uh, uh, Marcus Rashford, who was a little bit more clinical, could have put this game uh, way out of uh, Leicester's reach beforehand. But the, the thing with Leicester is you can never count them out and that's why they're in the position mm-hmm. that they're in they mm-hmm. just they do not give up on games and 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 they got uh they got the the late goal that that kind of a approach deserves but uh Ollie can be very very aggrieved that this is two drop points and and uh Leicester can be very thankful that they've, they've come away from this match with something at all mm-hmm. I uh I, I did see a, a- post game interview i think it was from from a recent game but it could have been from from elsewhere <laughs> but uh the the interviewer was was asking ollie what what he uh how he saw the game and ollie just clearly answered with my eyes um <laughs> that was a <laughs> that all right was a very, very poignant commentary on the game i saw uh, it with my feet i saw it with my feet um <laughs> Uh, amongst other big results yesterday, um, as uh, it looks like Liverpool are chasing down what seems to be a possibly another goal, um, Curtis Jones is... Uh, Mane is having a stunning game today. He's really, really exciting to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm always a big fan of watching Mane. And, and, and like like I said, all, all three of the, the, the front three there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tanner and I were, were talking about it just yesterday. Uh, how I, I think Mane might be my, my favorite Liverpool player. Just just the the explosiveness that, that Mane has. I mean, it's it's honestly crazy. West Brom have got two men defending against him, and and they can't even get close. Yeah. he's just <laughs> just absolutely ripping them apart. He's terrorizing this defense. He's so quick. He's which is so crazy quick. because look at the amount of people, the the amount of guys that that West Brom has, uh, you know, pulled back. Oh, oh, close. Mane was almost in front of goal there. Wow. <laughs> West, West, West Brom are living dangerously. Um, <laughs> they're defending so close to their 18-yard box. It's unreal. And yeah. the crosses coming in, they just cannot deal with them. And on, a, on another day, a Liverpool foot would have got on the end of about four or five of these crosses and we'd be looking at 4-0 before yeah. 20 minutes of Mm-hmm. Well, well, it's honestly crazy. I feel like I feel like Liverpool should be having a, a harder time with, with this many people pulled back. But, but like you said, with Mane, I mean, he had, he had two people defending him, and they just couldn't touch him at all. And, and it, it's honestly really surprising. I, I'm I'm really uh, I mean, I'm really worried for West Brom. Honestly, yeah, it's, and, not, it's uh, not looking good for them. Having a packed defense like that works against uh, the likes of uh, Salah because he needs that space to run into. He's never right, been yeah. someone who's got that uh, great control. Oh. He, he so. tends to hit it in from and and um, and chase onto it. But the likes of Firmino and and Mane, they they can play with the ball stuck to their feet, and it, mm, this works yeah. perfectly for them. Yeah, yeah, uh, Salah. I guess compared to Mane, Salah kind of need. I don't think he needs things set up, but like in years past, he's kind of been able to operate with the ball, and he's good at just running into space and and cutting in. Whereas I think, like like what Mag said, Firmino and 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 Mane can literally just create 
out of whatever that they have mm-hmm. a- available to them. They create their own um, space. Yeah, they yeah. literally they do. Mm-hmm. Um, w- which I guess is advantageous if you're if you're Salah because I mean all you have to do is just run in somewhere where there's a <laughs> an opening. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Thornton in the chat. How's it going, Jacob? Hope you're doing well. Hello, Jacob. Uh, Amen. W- welcome, welcome. Um, let's see here. Um, Stephen, you were over yesterday uh, before we recorded uh, our episode of uh, Headlock Talk, mm. uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, we always have a lot of fun doing Headlock Talk. And Mags joined us in the chat, of course, uh, talking some pro wrestling. Um, but when you came over, we actually ended up watching Arsenal versus Chelsea. And I think that everybody uh, and their mother thought that it was going to go uh, Chelsea's way. Yeah. And uh, yeah. <laughs> we were both very surprised by the uh, the starting lineups. Um, yeah. And, and, and the eventual results as well, Stephen. Give me your thoughts from uh, from what you saw in that game. Yeah, uh, man, that game was very shocking. Very, very, very shocking. I mean, they they took Obama Yang out of the out of the lineup, uh, and you know, instead have had Lacazette in that that first. Uh, uh, I don't even know what to call that. I don't know if that. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but man, uh, surprisingly, Arsenal, I think it, at least in the first like 70 to 80 minutes, actually played a very, very cohesive defensive game, uh, mm-hmm. which was very surprising from Arsenal. I think, uh, I mean, we obviously give Arsenal a lot of flack on this show, uh, for good reason a lot of the right. time, but but they didn't look like themselves in a really good way. Uh, I think way. in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> they, they didn't look like their, their normal form that, that they've been putting out this, you know, this mm. season, they, they actually look really, really strong. And, and I think their defensive line is really the, the, uh, the highlight of that game, at least for me, I, I think after that, uh, you know, after that goal with, that Chelsea got later in the game, their, their defense kind of, uh, not necessarily fell apart because they didn't like start conceding goals. They didn't start raining down or anything, but, uh, the the first 70 minutes uh, of that game arsenal's defense was on fire absolutely on fire yeah no um ooh sala with another close header uh here around the 21st minute mark here if you're tuning in with us ladies and gentlemen thank you of course once again for tuning Man in man should have had a hat trick already exactly. yeah, yeah within the first 20 Great. minutes he should be it, yeah within the first 20 minutes it should be 3-0 uh, literally, mm-hmm. uh, but, but yes, thank you everybody for joining us in the chat. If you haven't done so already, hit that thumbs up and uh, and, and uh, subscribe as well if you haven't done so already. Um, but uh, continuing on with kind of what we were talking about with with Arsenal and Chelsea. I mean, uh, to to your point here, Stephen, let, let's look at let's look at what Arsenal put here uh, in attack. Here they they rotated out. Obama Yang, they rotated out William, they rotated out, uh, you know, Pepe Luis. did not start. Yeah. Luis yeah they, didn't start. They took out David Louise, he didn't start. Um, you had a very simple lineup, uh, looked to be a, a 4 2 3 1 at, for the most part, uh, with uh, uh, Saka uh, on the what would be the right. Uh, uh, Smith Rao on uh, in the ten spot uh, for the most part, and then uh, Martinelli uh, out there on the left with Lacazette up front. That looked like a winning combination to me, I, yeah. I mean, considering its youth talent um, from their academy. I mean, these kids are outperforming guys that are ten, twelve years older than them. Yeah, absolutely. 
And, and I, I think that that could come down to, you know, kind of what we were talking about a few weeks ago with uh, with Arsenal's lineup. And, and I, I see some people online talking about it uh, as well, where, um, you know, it, it might not be their cohesiveness as a team, but almost those players' willingness to mm-hmm. play as a team. And, That's exactly uh, what it was. Yeah, and uh, it, I think the, this game is honestly a perfect example of that. I mean, if anyone w- was doubting that, you know, attitude might play into how Arsenal has been playing, if anyone had any doubt about that, I, I think uh, all these players from the Youth Academy have have, uh, have shut them up, honestly. Mm-hmm. This this was probably the best game that Arsenal's played all season, uh, at least from, from what I can tell. And, and, I mean, as I was watching the game, I, I thought, uh, you know, they, they got those those penalties, uh, you know, semi-early on. And I was like, oh, okay, I mean, that might be a fluke. That, that might be, uh, you know, they might just get lucky with, with that. Uh, but then there was that beautiful goal from Saka, just an absolute beautiful goal from Saka. And, and I mean, that really sealed the deal for me that, uh, you know, that, that goal from Saka, as well as the defensive play that they had all game really, really solidified for me. That's like, okay, yeah, there, there's uh, definitely something wrong in uh, Arsenal's starting lineup, at least, mm-hmm. you know, from, uh, you know, past in the season. So, Oh, from, from 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 previous. Okay, right, right. Well, and, and I mean, you're talking about you know with with some of these guys, um, like the youth players in specific, uh, Saka, Smith, Rowe, Martinelli. These are guys that have actually been playing with each other for years. They've been mm. playing together together for years. Whereas, like you're you're putting together William and Obama Yang, and you're trying to fit in Lacazette somewhere. You're trying to fit in Pepe somewhere. These are guys that really, I mean, up until maybe a year or two ago, don't really have all that much chemistry together. Right. Um, so I mean that that might have a, a play in it as well. Yeah, uh, I mean Lacazette felt more at home with this lineup than, than he than he has, or, or looked yeah. more at home. Honestly, uh, I mean he he didn't have you know he wasn't raining down goals or anything, but uh, he he was you know making some good chances, uh, and he should have had more goals than he did. Honestly, so I I, I don't know, man. It, it's just really crazy to sit here and say like Arsenal played a really really good game, like almost all game. You know, yeah. Uh, it, it, Mags, if you're Chelsea, uh, how how frustrated are you with Frank Lampard? If you're a Chelsea fan, incredibly frustrated because this is a squad who should be challenging for the league. Uh, mm. On paper, they have have got an absolutely outstanding squad. But Cam uh, from uh, Shooting Sports Station made a, a, a very pertinent comment about uh, how many times did Chelsea have changed uh, formation and tactics. Mm. And it hit the nail on the head. It's There is no consistency with Chelsea's, uh, the way they're playing. One match, uh, Tammy Abraham will start up front on his own. Next match, it's, it's him and Giroud up front. Next match, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, Werner up front on his own. Next match, Werner's out on yeah. the wing. There's no consistency at all with Chelsea's mm. uh, uh, formation and tactics and, and that's what ripped them apart in this game uh, mm. and it was just almost the perfect zone of, uh, of Arsenal's young players really hungry and wanted to, to prove a point and Chelsea's being confused and, and uh, a lot of players playing out of position and, and it really came unstuck for Chelsea and um, mm. you can, as a Chelsea fan, I will be 
absolutely frustrated because it's drop points. It's a match that mm. should have been a very, very easy victory for them, and mm. and they've now dropped back off the pace. That it, that that could have took them up to joint second, third place, and now mm. they, they it drops them back down to seventh. Yeah, and truly, I mean, and and it, and it's not even just like. Uh, and not to, I'm not trying to have a go with Chelsea supporters, right? But like, it's not even to like Arsenal's star players, quote unquote, right? Their star, play, uh, uh, you know, uh, players like like Obama Yang or anybody like that. It's the kids. It's the guys that came through the academy, right? The ones who passion players. for the club. Yeah, 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 players who actually believe in what they're playing for. Uh, so, mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're Chelsea, I mean, it's it's awfully disheartening, especially considering the amount of money they that they've spent. Um, uh, it. It, it for, for one thing for both of y'all before we move on and and and, and continue to watch this awesome game here. Liverpool is just absolutely dominating West Brom. How this is uh, how this is one nil still is absolutely yeah. mind boggling. Yeah, it's 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 amazing, really. Um, Liverpool it should be up maybe seven nil <laughs> already after thirty <laughs> minutes. Um, they're just smothering Big Sam's West Brom uh, team here. Um, question for both of y'all. If you're Mikel Arteta, this puts you in a very interesting spot, uh, tactically speaking, because you have you have a lot of big money veterans that are sitting on the bench uh, for this Chelsea game. But quite clearly, your youngsters outperformed them. They 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 walked <laughs> they walked this Chelsea team off the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you're Mikel Arteta, do you stick with this lineup? Do you stick with with you know continuing to to play the kids? Absolutely. Yeah, those, those, those big those big name stars have had fourteen games and got seventeen points and 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 left the club languishing in in a relegation battle. Yeah, the mm-hmm. the first time you give those kids a chance and they picked up three points against one of the the better teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you allow they they've earned at least a, uh, another two or three games with, with mm-hmm. this uh this team. Mm-hmm. And because, see, that's one of the sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Max. Uh, I was going to say, that's one of the big things for me is like, they didn't go out there and, and, you know, play circles around Sheffield. They didn't go out there and play circles around Fulham. They went out and played circles around Chelsea. That, exactly. For, for you know, all the flack you want to give Chelsea, Chelsea's a very, very good team. And for Arsenal to, to go out there and, and, you know, dismantle Chelsea the way that they did. Yeah, absolutely. You stick with this lineup. I, I think that's a no brainer. Uh, I, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes over the next uh, few games if they do decide to stick with this lineup. But uh, I think it's very promising for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I was to make any kind of change, I I would, if if and when available, I'd put Partey where they played Jaka. Jaka played, he had a good game yesterday. He had he, he, he was he also dangerously. Had a, he also had a point to prove after his uh, woeful performance against Burnley, getting sent mm-hmm. off. Uh, he had to score. He had to kind mm-hmm. of like get himself back in the good graces of, yeah. of not only uh, Arteta but the Arsenal fans because they mm-hmm. have a very love hate relationship with that guy. He can mm-hmm. be their best player and also their worst enemy. So yeah, mm-hmm. he, he had a decent game, but I, I would play Partey over him. Yeah, I mean, I, and I would stick with El Nene. El Nene, he had some really good chances himself too, mm-hmm. um, and and he seems to be. And, and Mags, this is kind of what we talked about uh, last episode: is that when when Arsenal 
loaned out Gwenduzi, they kind of lost that combative figure in the middle of the park. Uh, Jaka and El Nene both can fill that role. I don't know mm. if you need both of them together, per se, um, but uh, um, El, El Nene seems to be kind of in that same mold that Gwenduzi was, uh, maybe a little bit more you know, with the technique as opposed to the, the physicality, but um, uh, I mean, you could always go <laughs> go to the well for Jaka if you needed to, if you're trying to, you know, uh, get some tactical fouls in or, or purposefully get a player sent off. I don't know. One or the other. Uh, I, I, I think that, that game uh, yesterday uh, perfectly proves that uh, buying big, big name players and buying these uh, uh, galactical level superstars doesn't always bring you cohesion. Uh, mm-hmm. Chelsea were not a cohesive unit and uh, Arsenal with uh, without those huge names and huge kind of egos were, mm-hmm. were much more cohesive than they've been all season. So mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes it's not always the, the best thing to bring in those uh, massive superstars. Uh, Matt Willis in the chat asking, have West Brom passed the halfway line in the last 15 minutes? They've just had a chance. A, yeah. a chance in the loosest sense of the word. <laughs> Most of their passes that have gone through the halfway line have ended up out of bounds. Uh, yes. So. <laughs> the chance right here. Uh, oh, yeah. Eh, not really. Coming off the, the right, passing in, and uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Possible handball there, though. Hmm. Possible handball there. Yeah, I mean, Liverpool uh, is just not allowing anything to happen here for West no, Brom. Just, just no. Whatsoever. This is, this is um, again, n- not having a go at West Brom uh, or any West Brom supporters that might be in the chat. How's it going, guys? Um, but... Uh, this is wow. the Liverpool team that are miles ahead of West Brom. <laughs> uh, Liverpool got a free kick on the edge of the box, and there is a pretty much a seven-man wall for, for West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, you can see with the way that Big Sam is playing here. What is going... How is that not a foul? Okay, I see the foul that you're talking about here, Mags. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, that was like a rugby tackle on Mane right there in the yeah. 33rd minute here. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all are watching. Like, how, like... <laughs> and, and the chance to get from the free kick is uh, whew, Salah will be kicking himself that he didn't score. Oh, yeah? All right. Not to ruin, not to spoil it for you. Hey, you know, I mean, it's like ahead. 30 seconds away. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Um. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this West Brom team is um, I mean, <laughs> I I really don't know what you do, if you're big Sam. I mean, are are you are you spending money if you're if you're big Sam? If if you're the West Brom board, are, are you looking to spend money, or or are you resigned to the fact that you're probably getting relegated uh, and and just kind of build for? For your, your your attempt to get back up in the league, 
like I I feel like and and I know uh, Stephen, this will be your first go around here with with Big Sam as we've previously noted, mm-hmm. but but Sam Allardyce is kind of one of the, those those characters that uh, almost like Mourinho or or Guardiola, you don't bring him in if you're expecting not to. And I'm amazed that I put Sam Allardyce in the same league as Mourinho and and, and Guardiola. But, like, <laughs> yeah. but like you you don't bring in Sam Allardyce to bring you out of the relegation zone and expect to not spend any money. Right, right. Uh, it, uh, which, I mean, I just don't know where you go. I don't know who you who who you go after. <laughs> yeah, I mean this this game is uh it's kind of hard to. Uh, to differentiate like where the hole is in, in West Brom's lineup, just because Liverpool is kind of playing circles around everybody. Um, so it, it's kind of hard to, to see who the, who the problem child is or the problem children, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, Roberto Firmino has completed almost as many backheel passes as West Brom's completed actual passes. <laughs> I mean, this is this is this is rough to watch. Um, and, and again, it's still only one nil. I guess that speaks to volumes as to how packed in West Brom are defensively here. I think that's um, what it is. Is just uh, I, I mean, it, it's not necessarily you know tactical positioning on West Brom's part. It's just the fact that they have 10 guys right in front of the goal, you know? <laughs> Anyone's going to be trying to pack out the midfield and defense to, to frustrate Liverpool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How's that working? Um, <laughs> not good so far. It's not. If, uh, if Mane and Salah were more accurate, it would have been the, the worst tactic that, that West Brom could have ever come up with. It cost him before 5-0 five, five down by now. Mm. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Mags, um, as, as we are nearing the end of the first half here, I want to actually get your thoughts on uh, the game earlier today with Burnley. I know you're you're fairly frustrated with Burnley and Leeds, uh, but I always like hearing your perspective on Burnley, um, you know, or, or anything football related for that matter. But um, you know, with you being our chief Burnley uh, resident uh, expert, uh, I mean, how, chief how did the game or only. Chief or only? Chief. <laughs> chief. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, you know, th- this game, it was only frustrating for, for the refereeing. It, the refereeing mm. really let this game down. Um, we were always uh, expecting two kinds of matches from, from Leeds. Either the the kind of flowing, um, uh, gorgeous football that they play, or uh, a very lackluster defensive game uh, where the, where they they've really really struggled. I think they've got the the the, the most dark uh, uh, most dichotomy of of a, of a play style of any club in the Premier League. Going forward, Leeds. yeah, Leeds. Mm-hmm. Going forward, they're in the, the the top two, three teams in the whole of league in terms of getting shots off, in terms of uh, in terms of expected goals, in terms of possession, in terms of corners. But then coming to defensively, they're rock bottom in, in everything: uh, goals conceded, shots conceded, mm-hmm. uh, amount of shots that the keeper has, has had to make. So it was always going to be a very kind of a Jekyll and Hyde match from Leeds. Which Leeds were we going to see? Uh, and to be fair, we saw the, the the really good kind of attacking leads. 
Um, that being said, I felt that this was Burnley's best game of the season in terms of their own uh, chances. Um, Burnley have, have, have really struggled to, to get uh, among the goals this year, uh, really struggled to, to get uh, clear-cut chances. And I think that, that, that today was the their best game for that. We had some really uh, uh, really great chances and, and Meslier had to make some top-draw saves. Right. But we should have had a point. It's as simple as that. For all the, the chances that, that uh, Leeds had, uh, we should have still had a point because um, after their penalty, which are, are being slightly biased, I think was a little bit dubious. I do feel that Nick Port made contact with the ball, but we've seen penalties given for a lot less. So I understand why it was a penalty. Um, mm. Really well taken by Bamford. Uh, that guy is, is in the form of his laugh and he's really kind of a... He's, he's really kind of coming into his own. Like Leeds have been the first club to give him a real shout at the Premier League and, and, he, and he's repaying that in spades and I really do appreciate that from from uh, Bielsa. I think that Bamford is a, a great talent and deserves this kind of chance. But well, And here's the other thing too, uh, just to kind of touch on, on, on what you mentioned about the penalty. Uh, I've seen I've seen penalties not given for a lot less. <laughs> and I've seen penalties so... not given for and I've seen penalties given for for a uh, not given for a lot more uh, it's, I mean it's it's so just, consistent. Just... there's just no mm-hmm. consistency and especially when you have a referee as um and I, and I don't want to be uh come across as as being incredibly salty but as, as inconsistent as Rob Jones I feel that he struggled mm-hmm. as a lower league premier uh lower league uh, division um, referee, and I can't understand the the thought process of bringing him up uh, to the Premier League. He's already struggled in the matches that he's he's had before uh, this Berlin Leeds one, and he did himself no favours in this at all with uh with the foul on um, on uh, Ben Mee from from Meslier, which he inexplicably gave to Meslier uh, when Ben Mee jumped for the ball, as on the ball, and Meslier came and need Ben Mee in the back, lost the ball, which is he's done so many times this season uh, and and he gave the free kick to the goalkeeper but Ashley Barnes put the ball in the net from that and mm. it, the goal should have stood it really really should have stood mm. uh, but it didn't and we had plenty of opportunities after that to to uh, to uh, kind of get that point back and we just weren't able to take them so Leeds can be very very kind of uh, glad that they've uh, bounced back from that destruction at uh, Old Trafford Uh they they had picked up hard earned victory. It's as simple as that. And uh, Burnley's uh, four match uh, unbeaten streak has come to an end, unfortunately. But we're always a team that can kind of dust ourselves off and and uh, get back to business. And we're a, we're a problem for every team. Uh, mm. I mean, you'll you'll see the kind of a grief we get on social media that that the rival fans don't want to come and play Burnley because we suffocate teams. We kind of stop them playing that uh, that kind of flowing football. And mm. we, we were able, for, for the main part, to do that with Leeds. Uh, it's just unfortunate that we weren't able to, to get the, the goal that we deserved. Yeah, I mean, I I, I really felt for you guys, and 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 I really was was pulling for you guys to 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 actually get one one back, or even you know take the lead on this one here. But uh, 
I mean, yeah, it, it seems as though the, the refereeing has been, um, as you put it, as it has been all season, unfortunately, uh, fairly inconsistent. Uh, inconsistent. Yeah, um, I think that's among, like, all refs, all games, all season, uh, I mean, unfortunately. It, it even reared its, head in, it, it reared its head in the in the Brighton game just earlier with the, the potential handball from uh, Lewis mm-hmm. Dunn, which mm-hmm. wasn't given. But in other games, that would have been given. Uh, there's right. just no... There's no common sense with referees now. They they just refer to VAR and whatever VAR says goes. And I just don't, I don't like the fact that it's being taken out of the referee's hands. Right. Mm-hmm. But in well, the terms of Rob Jones, I wish it was taken out of his hands. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and here's the thing too, because um, I, I think that that VAR VAR is the result of. Um, and I hate putting it like this. The the Premier League trying to Americanize uh, the, the the sport a little bit in in a way that right. oh well we can go back and we can review and we can instant we replay can make it right right yeah, make it yeah. right air quotes. Um, but like some of the angles that they show, and maybe the, maybe this is just a broadcasting issue, but some of the angles that they show and say, hey, well look at this is the offsides and me and me and you saw yeah, it yesterday. So absolutely, some of the angles that, that, that they use are like ridiculous so angles to show an off sides oh well his knee might be slightly over yeah they, they were trying the to... angle that you have it doesn't show the knee like like yeah. or, or it doesn't or, or or it's clearly positioned to where the knee is off sides where we're not seeing a clear straight away on mm-hmm. on what what you're actually looking at or what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be looking at right yeah i mean we, we've spoken about it before where players have been offside because of their elbow or yeah. because of, of their hands. I mean, it's meant to be part of the body that you can score a goal with. Nobody can score yeah. a goal with their elbow or their hands, but no. people still being given off sad for it. It's, it's, there's just no common sense at all. It's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that that's what really upsets me about VAR. I, and I think that, I mean, if you're trying to... I, I hate this. I absolutely hate this. If you're trying to make this more like the NFL, which is what it feels like they're trying to do, they're trying to make it more like, oh, let's put it under review. Let's try and make this like the correct call. Then, which is one of the should... things I hate about the NFL personally. Right, right. It's time wasting. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that if, and not to add more time wasting to it, but I really feel like you should be able if if you're a manager, you're kind of stuck in a no win situation. You have you're just basically told this is the way it is and deal with it. Right. If 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 you're a manager, uh, you should be able to challenge a, a, a VAR calling. You should be able to. There should be a way for you to. I mean, in the NFL again, I, I think it's I think it's lame. But you have the red challenge flag that a man that a that a coach can pull out at any time and throw on the field and say, "I'm challenging this this ruling here," and you know you should be able to to, to challenge a certain call from a referee or 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 from VAR directly, um, and 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 make it for further review. I mean, if you have to add extra time to it, I mean. I mean, I don't know how that's going to go, but we're already down the rabbit hole. You, I mean, you either need to scrap VAR completely, or you need to make it right. I mean, in 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 the the other like national um, pastime of, of England in cricket, we have that where you can challenge the an umpire's decision. It only seems to be in football where the the rule of VAR is God, and and war behold anyone who dares to challenge it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So half time one nil. Yeah, I was about to say, uh interesting first half. 
interesting mm-hmm. first half. Um, yeah, I'll be curious to see what, uh, what, I mean, what answer West Brom has to this, honestly. Uh, like we've been saying throughout all this, I mean, this, this should be 5 0. Six nil, honestly, and, and West Brom should count their lucky stars that it's still one nil. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? That, that's as dominant of a, a half that I've seen end one nil in a long, long time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was clearly one sided. It looked like really only team, only one team is is out there playing today, um, for, for the most part. Unfortunately, um, if you're Sam Allardyce. Um, which I mean, none of us are, um, for 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 better or for worse. Uh, <laughs> what do you do to encourage West Brom here uh, before uh, the second half of the game? Well, it, it's clear that they are looking. <laughs> Steven, Steven's face is like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> it, it, it's clear Sam Allardyce's um, plan is to try and hit Liverpool on the break. Hopefully, mm-hmm. frustrate Liverpool enough uh, that. They, they give the ball up and then use the pace of guys like Diangana to to get the ball uh, forward as fast as possible. Uh, but it's not working because Liverpool are just just not giving the ball up at all. It's It must be frustrating for West Brom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that, that's really your... I mean, as Max said, it's not working, but that's almost like your only option at, at this point. I mean, you, you can't... You can't try to do a midfield run against Liverpool. You're going to lose the ball. You, like there's, there's just not many other options that they have other than to exactly try to get Liverpool off the break. Use the entire pitch, long, long passes, uh, and you know, really good positioning. I think is really the only way that they're going to be able to do anything against Liverpool. But uh, you know, as we've seen in, in this first half, they're they're keeping. 10 guys, you know, in Liverpool's half. So I, I, that kind of play is going to be very, very difficult with, with how they've been mm-hmm. playing so far. And, and so mm-hmm. I think they, they need to take some midfielders back up a little bit and, and get some get some good passes in. Uh, but but then at the same time, if you, if you pull those midfielders back in, Liverpool might start raining goals down on you. So it, it's, man, West Brom is in a, a very tricky situation right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one thing that they're not really accounting for is just just how fast Liverpool are if they do if West Ham West Ham West Brom sorry start to to break um you know Fabinho for for a center back he's not really a center back but right. he's playing center back today he's really quick he's really quick for a defender basically mm-hmm. uh, uh, Robbo really really quick uh Trent really quick Henderson, he he <laughs> Henderson's the engine that runs the entire thing, right? And, and he's he's not only powerful, but he's he's also very quick. Um, so yeah, if you if you're West Brom, I mean you're you're between a rock and a hard place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, obviously, with it being halftime, we can we can cover some other games. Everton currently sitting in second place. Mags, we we almost wrote them off. Uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! There was no we in this. I, I, I pretty much wrote them off. I called them for what they really are. Um, no, um, I called them that they might be, you know, that they might be trailing off, right? Um. But they they picked up an important win yesterday, ironically against Sheffield United, um, and, and got the one nil, barely. 
um, at, right in the 80th minute, thanks to uh, Sigurdsson. Um, it's an important win. They're in second place again. Um, Mags, Everton back in the title race, it seems. Wow. And and you couldn't have any more of a roller coaster situation. They, they won the first five, then lost four on the bounce, and now after a couple of draws, back to winning four on the bounce. It's uh, really highs and lows for Everton, but... Um, this this was a, a game where they were frustrated a lot by by Sheffield United's defence uh, and uh, really kind of struggled to to get a goal. Uh, you could see that um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin were, were, was having to go further and further wide to pick up the ball, but a great finish by uh, Sigurdsson. He was really kind of uh, the, the the star player in this game. He, everything that Everton did came through him. Uh, great one-two for for the goal and a, a really a really classy finish. Um, and three points is three points. Even when you're kind of against the bottom of the league team, it doesn't matter if you score ten or you score one. You're still picking up three points, and and that leapfrogs them over Manchester United and, and Leicester to to uh, be back in second place. Well, and you see the reemergence of, of of players like Davies, right, and um, Iwobi and Sigurdsson, um, kind of in the absence of uh, you know uh, players like James Rodriguez, right, um, and you know, look, Ever- Everton's making the the most of, of 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 their chances right now. I'm I'm like as as much as um as as much as i dislike them uh i mean they are they're doing really well they're doing really well for themselves uh so so good on them um steven you also had an interesting morning kind of sort of i mean you've been really you've been really scouting out this brighton team right um i have a soft spot you have a you have a soft spot we'll, yeah. we'll call it yeah um obviously you're you're still scouting for your team right you're mm-hmm. you're very mm-hmm. much neutral in watching the premier league this year yeah um what did you make so far out of this brighton team that looks like they uh they nearly had a win uh here today uh they got taken from them um just right at the death of the game by suchek yeah yeah uh so a few episodes we we had kind of talked about uh you know brighton's playing and brighton's positioning and we had used an adjective rigid uh which i think was a a very accurate term um this game however saw a lot more fluidity from brighton i think a a lot more chances being taken uh, a lot more risks being taken uh especially uh, you know mope had a very good goal very good chance uh and I think with, with Brighton, their their midfield is definitely where they shine, for sure. Uh, they have a lot of really strong players, a lot of really fast players in the midfield uh, that, that can really, you know, change the change the momentum of the game, uh, especially uh, Basuma and Sully March. I mean, both of those players are, are absolutely great in the midfield. I know they've kind of been swapping Sully March in, in different positions, trying to get a feel for where he should be. But I, I think uh, where they have him here, I think he's on the left. Uh, yeah, yeah, left midfield in this game. I think that was an absolutely great choice. He he played very very well in that position. Um, so yeah, I, I think this uh, th- this game was a, a very good game for us. It was a draw. Uh, I, I do think with the chances that we had and, and the possession that we had, I, I do think that Brighton could have very easily gotten gone away with the win here. Um, mm. But but it, it was a very good draw, and this was you know a game from Brighton that that I've been hoping to see for for a while now they're they're taking a lot more chances playing 
much more cohesively as a team, as opposed to, uh, you know, kind of just trying to make the most of lucky breaks and, and, and lucky chances. Um, th- this was a, this was a Brighton lineup that, you know, really seemed to know what they were doing. Uh, yeah. That being said, West Ham played a very good game as well. Uh, I think West Ham, uh, their, their defense was the star of their game here. Um, and, and that that's why I think Brighton could have gone away with the win here. It's just because West Ham's West Ham's offense. Uh, I've seen better from them is all I'll say. I, I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. bad, uh, but, but West Ham is, is capable of much, much more, I, I think with their offense. So uh, yeah, it, it's a draw. I, I'll take it. Um, but it, could have, should have, might, maybe have been a win, uh, but but I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it. If anything, I I consider the game that they played to be a win. Okay. Yeah. Hey, well, there you go. Uh, let me see here. So uh, an interesting stat just got put up on the screen. Uh, possession stat-wise, 82% possession for Liverpool, 18% possession for West Brom. Ouch. Um, that's ridiculous. Uh, Matt Willis in the chat. If I was Sam Allardyce, I would offer my resignation. I think he's on a half million pound bonus if he keeps West Brom up, though. So it might be with him as well sitting it out. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, yeah, I just don't know what you do if you are West Brom here today. I mean,. Yeah. Obviously, Sam Allardyce is showing Jurgen Klopp a lot of. Uh, you could argue one way or the other whether or not he's he's showing Klopp a lot of respect or not, <laughs> depending on on your perspective. Uh, um, he's obviously uh, given Klopp the option for a lot of possession, um, and and as uh, this this West Brom team has let. Liverpool kind of have as much of the ball they as they well, wanted. Well, know. what's funny is they're not like West Brom's not giving them anything. Liverpool's taking it. Well, yeah, <laughs> Liverpool's just taking. They're, they're just <laughs> taking it, and I, I think that's yeah. that's indicative of the problem with this game is that you know West Brom's trying, man. They're trying, and Liverpool just seems to have an answer for everything that they do. Uh, so yeah, what West Brom is is in a very tricky situation here. I, I mean, uh, like I said, they they can pull midfielders back, but then that that opens up the goal. So I really don't know what they do here, to be honest. I, I think they're they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. Another really interesting start as well is that in that first half, Liverpool had ten shots on goal, but only one on target. Now, if if a couple more of those were on target, they were goals. It's as simple and clear as that because mm-hmm. West Brom have been poor, really, really poor. In even mm-hmm. with ten men behind the ball, they've just not been able to uh, to stop Liverpool from just dominating. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, it, 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 I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Eighty-two percent possession is yeah. outrageous. That might be the most that I've ever seen. The worry uh, is though that it's only one nil, uh, and this kind of has all the the hallmarks of of West Brom snatching uh, a late equalizer. 
<laughs> Tim's face. Oh man. I mean, yeah, that that's really that that's really West Brom's like saving grace here is, is that it's only one nil. Like we said, it could be four nil, five nil at this point, uh, or, or possibly even should have been. Uh, but I think with with it, it only being one nil, I mean. Never say never is all I'm going to say. I mean, I mean, West Brom could get could get a lucky break, uh, could get a nice run through the midfield, um, but it's not looking like that will be the case. But but it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, gentlemen, um, as, as we are preparing for the second half of the game, obviously a big big uh, American pastime for for and maybe, maybe this is a global thing. Uh, halftime normally is a signal of hey, do you have did you get some 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 food? Did you get a drink? Did you get some snacks? Obviously, we've well prepped here. I've got a generic uh, g- generic sports drink here. Uh, won't won't go naming it. Um, yeah. uh, guys, uh, what what are y'all eating, drinking, munching on uh, over in your neck of the woods? Okay, so I have got hazelnut flavored coffee from mm. my uh, my beanies advent calendar selection, and I've also Ooh. got. Yeah, and I've also got uh, like a, a hot lemon cough drink because I've got a cold and it's absolutely kicking my ass. Oof! You you really couldn't tell. It, it, no, in I all don't. honesty, I, I can't tell at all that you have a cold. Uh, you, you sound you sound absolutely the same. It, you could easily tell if like Stephen or I had the cold. It, it, we would sound like we're on like <sighs> death's door. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in the uh, the 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 death throes of the cold, the it's the cough. Getting rid of the cough now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Well, you sound lovely, Mags. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, 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 award-winning podcaster should sound. To be fair. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's nice. You know, that's, that's nice. Uh, wow. Maybe next year they'll have a, a three-man award booth. Uh, you know, and and, and uh, or, or maybe we'll be on that. Maybe, maybe all three of us. Uh, yeah. but no. In in all seriousness, um, Mags, um, I I say it week in week out, and I know that you think it's, a joke, <laughs> but you really and truly are the hardest working man in all of podcasting. And uh, congratulations on your award. For those who were not aware, uh, I believe it was uh, chops, kicks, and near falls. Um, uh, was the uh, the site if if I'm not mistaken, um, they ran polls and uh, Mags ended up being the podcaster of the year. Uh, so big so congratulations to Mags. It's- I am only as good as the people that that I create content with. So this is not my award. This is the award for everybody I work with. So so humble too. Wow, Mags, that's. Yeah, Stephen took the words right out of my mouth. Um, you you really really uh, cleaned up this year, and and congratulations, and and uh, we're very truly uh, happy for for your success. And then uh, of, of course, um, on a related note, not to steal Max's thunder, Stephen and I we placed we placed third for for best duo, number three. It's not uh, bad. Oh, only better to buy by mags of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, as as well as a uh, uh, JPQ and uh, the Queen of NE so JPQ if you're in the chat as well congrats on your win for mm. best podcast, podcast duo it's been dead for 6 months and they 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 <laughs> beat you hmm. well, oh, wow. that's <laughs> Good job. Uh, the second half's kicking off because that. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, it's a, it's it's a great thing that there's an ocean, a literal ocean between Mags and Stephen and I. Um, <laughs> oh man, it's cool to see all the the old yeah. uh, Brainbuster uh, team yeah. doing so. Much. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Team team, team BBR hustling uh, like nobody's business here. Uh, and and we thank, of course, the the wrestling community. Uh, if if you are a wrestling fan out there, you want to listen to some wrestling podcasts, please check out check out what Mags has got going on with Badlands and and literally and Chain Wrestling uh, podcast and literally um, everything that that Mags has going on. Um, and then, of course, you can check out. Next year, Brady Ortega's headlock talk. We're going to clean up. It's as simple as that. It's, it's it really is as simple as that. Uh, headlock talk, you know, oh. with Stephen and I. This can be Ooh. Fun. Ooh. So. Henderson starting well. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Mane's still walking out for me. Yeah, see how close that was. Oh, that was not far wide at all. If that would have gone in, that may have had chance of a uh, top bins this weekend. Yeah. Top Bins is going to be really close this weekend, Megs. I think right now, um, not to spoil it here, but I've got it between. Honestly, it's 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 between Mane's goal and 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 Sokka's goal yesterday. Sokka's goal, dude. No, like uh, no 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 bias here. That Sokka goal might be the the best goal you'll see all week, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the beautiful league. goal. Absolutely. Ah. It was a stunner. Oh, I did like the Harvey Barnes one as well, though. To be fair, Ooh, I thought that yeah. was a brilliant hit. But yeah, that the the Saka goal was it was just sublime, absolutely mm-hmm. sublime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and welcome back, everybody. Of course, in the chat for the second half, we appreciate you tuning back in. Uh, if you, if you took yourself a little bit of a break, awesome. Welcome back here to Radio Techers. If you haven't done so already, again, all we ask just just a little bit. I'm just asking you a little bit of a thing here. Hit the like button. Hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. We greatly appreciate that. And uh, if if uh, you're listening to this in podcast form later and you haven't done so already, leave us that five-star rating review. Again, it's very little that we ask of you, but it goes a long way to helping uh, support Absolutely. us, to support you know, shooting the sports-ish. You know, uh, we, we can only do better uh, You know, uh, with your help. Uh, so this is your show just as much as it's our show. Um Matt Willis in the chat asking Mags, Mags, why, uh, why do you have coffee from your advent calendar? They finished on the 24th of December, young man. <laughs> because you've got, you've got two sachets every day, and some days I don't drink so much coffee. So I had, I had spares. Plus, on the 24th, I actually got a jar of uh, mince pie flavored coffee. Ooh. It's not good. Hold on. So it's mince. It's it's mince pie flavored coffee, like coffee grounds. Yeah, like like instant coffee. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. All right then. You said it's not good. I'll drink it. (laughs) Yeah, it's not one I I would go out and buy. For for those unaware, what is mince pie? Do you know what? Do you guys not know what mince pie is? I'm not saying for me, but for those who are unaware, (laughs) I know what mince pie is. I I want to hear what you think mince pie is. (laughs) Asking for a friend, the one. (laughs) 
Yeah, this is the this is the literal definition of asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys know Christmas pudding? Uh, I mean, I mean, I can picture in my head what Christmas pudding so is. Just I, based I, on so name. I, I think what's more proper here at this point, Mags, is can can you explain British cuisine to us um, <laughs> as, as a whole? So a mince pie is a a sweet pastry case uh, with a filling that is uh, usually uh, fruit, uh, such as like uh, raisins, currants, sultanas. uh, They're like uh, the worst fruits, man. Like like dried fruits. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. And then you get like a lot of... uh, Peel, like citrus peel, uh, then some spices like uh, ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, and then you let it sit for months and months, and you keep topping it up with stuff like rum, uh, and then once it's uh, once it's fermented, you use it to uh, to make uh, pies or Christmas puddings out of. Uh, yeah, it's not good. I don't. I don't like mince pies. At yeah, all. I gotta say that's when you were like awful. when you when you got to the point where you're like yes, and then you let it sit for months. I was like, are we making are we making liquor? Or, yeah. or what are we doing? Traditionally, uh, people used to make their Christmas puddings in January and then store them like in under their beds and stuff like that. And you just keep going back every week or so and keep topping it up with with rum. Yeah, I'm not about it. For for I'm like not, for for twelve hard, months, hard. they would do that. For so like, like, yeah. like they would start their pie twelve months in advance. Wow! In advance, yeah. Wow. Because covered in alcohol, things can't really go off. They'll no. just get more and more boozy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you lost me with uh, like raisins, currants, yeah. and, and citrus peel. That it's not. I mean, Mrs. Max adores mince pies, but. Oh, but is it is it for the taste or is it just the the fact that it's Christmas? No, I, if they were available all the way through the year, she would probably eat them. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. She has horrible food takes as it is. <laughs> so we we have um, uh, we, what is that? What is that called, Stephen? The, the 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 kind of uh, uh the, like the cookies that we that you would get every year from like a grand uh, like a grandparent. Like what are those called? Um, they, they always have like the, the well, no, they, they've got, they've got those, uh, they've always got some kind of like hard candy or like raisin or like, uh, what do they call those? Oh, you, I don't know. You got me, man. Um, you got me. I Google just, will, Google will know. Okay. Will know. Okay. Um, I, just, I don't I know. I say cookies. Huh? Uh, <laughs> I hope Google could about saying cookies. <laughs> They're called cookies, Tanner. Yeah, I mean, thanks, that, Mags. If I've ever had them, that's what I called them. I don't know. Um, this is riveting. Riveting. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. <laughs> this is great podcasting material. By the way, we're um, about seven minutes into this second half, and, and it looks like West Brom have got a, a, a throwing pretty high up towards uh, Liverpool's box. Oh, it's dropping. Oh, well cleared by Liverpool. West Brom mm-hmm. pick it back mm-hmm. up. That was a good chance right there, though. Uh, Matt Willis in the chat is saying, as a as a chef, I can vouch for Mags in the mince pies conversation. Yeah, yeah. They are great. Mm-hmm. Not a fan. No. Um, Man, I think that might have been West Brom's. Uh, that might have been West Cam- Brom's chance right there. Yeah. Um. 
I'm still trying to look up what these cookies are. This is important. <laughs> like fruitcake? Does that sound does that sound right? Fruitcake? Yeah, but that's not a cookie. That's a oh, cake. That is, that's a fruitcake. Well, yeah. I, got, I, I don't know. I've always had like fruitcake cookies. Oh, okay. I've only ever had a fruitcake in in my okay. life like twice and it's uh not good. Yeah. It's not good. Well, look, a Christmas pudding is kind of like a fruitcake, but mm-hmm. take out the cake part, or take out the majority of the cake part, just leaving nothing so that you can form it into a, a bowl shape. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Okay. So, so, so explain this uh, again, because uh, not again, <laughs> but like, r- r- run, run, me, run me through this here, because uh, so, so here, so here. We are. It is definitely not Tanner's cooking show. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Though, though that might be coming to a podcast near you. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, no. So, so as we watch West Brom clearly try to get more possession. Um, so, so for for us, a pudding is kind of like a like a custard, like a like a, like almost like a yogurt, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, what what is a what is a a pudding in terms of the the British culinary sense? Okay, so pudding in Britain is kind of like a, an overarching name for a, a dessert. It's what you would eat after your main main course. Okay, so so that that could be that could be a, a a cake or a pie or is there a specific thing that that is pudding? No, there there is something that uh, no. uh, um, this stuff like suet pudding or um, um, what did you just say? Suet pudding. Oh, suet. Okay. I heard sewage oh, pudding. Sewage oh, so, so pudding. Come on. <laughs> it's, just, right. it's a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, pudding is generally an overarching term, but uh, in, if you mm. wanted to break it down, anything that that you pour a custard over, I suppose, could be a pudding. That spotted dick is a pudding. Mm. Now, now, now you could ask plain, what spotted plain dick. Plain spotted dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's the that's the common follow up question there. I feel like so, I feel like you did that on purpose a little bit. Max. I feel like. <laughs> Dick is a a spun a warm sponge cake, which mm. would be a pudding, uh, but it's got currants and raisins in, hence it being spotted. Spotted. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's definitely not a, a Virgil Van Dyke kind of a VVD. <laughs> there you go. Links <laughs> back levels on this show. <laughs> You get all the insight from the pre-show that gets brought on oh, the yes, main show. Pudding, that's a, a thing as well. Uh, steak and kidney pudding. So do you? So wait, hold on. Are you putting steak in a dessert? Like, is it? Um, um, is, is that? that that's, oh. a, uh, that's a savory pudding. So, <laughs> so, it's kind of like pie. Like, I know that I know that there's a very important Liverpool game going on, but 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 viewers are tuning in at, in droves here, <laughs> listening to, to you explain British culinary uh, arts okay. to us. So a steak and kidney pudding is kind of like a pie. Like imagine okay. a steak and kidney pie, but okay. the pastry is really soft uh, because it's been made with suet rather than 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 flour. Oh, well then. All right. 
Cool. Well, I'm learning all sorts of stuff here today. Um, so if, if you have questions about the, the British culinary arts for Mag, uh, please, please put, put it in the chat. Yeah, please put in the chat. Uh, even you can even go onto Twitter. Use the Twitter handle uh, hashtag AskChefMags, and uh, he will answer your questions. Let's get that trending. Hashtag AskChefMags. Uh, ask him about British cuisine. He will answer your questions. Um, here we are. I'm, I'm at about the eighty, not the eighty. <laughs> no, no, not that far. <laughs> the fifty seventh minute. Yeah, I'm at fifty minute. Fifty six. Mm-hmm. As of now. Oh, is that an injury to to? Is it Matip? Doing a I bit mean, of stretching. I I, I wouldn't I be surprised. Uh, yeah, that's Matip. Matip, and oh, it's his biscuit knees again. Is it? Uh, he was he was kind of clutching his uh, his, you know his his bits there a little bit. Um, it's coming <laughs> off. Making a substitution. Bobby's not happy. Bringing on Williams. Well, as as we pointed out previously, Williams is as good as Virgil Van Dyke. Um, so, so no, I mean he's not. He's not. Um, but he's. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, but he is very good for his age. I will say that. Uh, Reese Williams is very, very good player. Uh, very promising player. Uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, it looks like it's his groin. Yeah, it looks like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not good. If Ooh, you are uh, it, angry, is the, yeah. the issue is though that that Matip is so injury prone now is is hard to rely on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and that, maybe that should be another thing here, too. Um, obviously, an ongoing conversation that we've had, but we haven't had the need to revisit it in a while, Mags. I mean, should Liverpool be in for a center back? Uh-huh. Um, I believe they bought one, um, uh, but I think he's only 15. I think they got him from Norwich. Oh, wow. uh, so definitely well, a lot planning for the future. I don't think he'll be making his, uh, his debut in January. Uh, but yeah, it, it's got to be on on Klopp's man, especially with uh, Upa Meccano's, um his uh, transfer fee being what thirty six million uh, for his buyout clause, I think. Uh, but if he goes to next June, it goes up to fifty. Uh, you've got to be thinking that maybe he's looking at at, at bringing in somebody. I think at thirty six million, Upa Meccano mm. is a stick. Um, it- it really is. I mean, they. I think it just has to be a matter of would Liverpool be willing to spend that much money in January? I mean, it's going to be hard for them not to spend that kind of money, I think, to yeah. buy a center back in, in this kind of mm-hmm. market, though. And and I think the problem with Upa Meccano is 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 a very hard player, and and on his day is one of the the most intelligent, classiest uh, center backs that you'll find uh, in in Europe. But as we saw in the likes of the Man United game, he can go missing and he can kind of struggle. Um, now will he be able to cope week in and week out with the pace and the and the the kind of physicality of the of the Premier League compared to? Uh, the, the Bundesliga. 
Mm-hmm. You only know when you are given that chance. I think that uh, with, I mean, with Reese Williams coming in, with Nat Phillips knocking on the door, um, I mean, you really and truly, if they brought in another center back, I know they've been linked as well with, um, oh, who's that gentleman from uh, from Schalke? That there's a center back from Schalke that they've been trying to to pick up. I'll have to look up his name real quick. But uh, he's also looking to go on the. He he might also be out on the cheap uh, because Schalke is needing to to raise some major funds right now. Um, but I mean, if they pick up another center back this winter, I really, I mean, honestly, I don't see Joel Matip sticking around Liverpool for too much longer. Uh, Is it uh, Kabak? Honest. Yeah, Kabak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turkish center back, very strong, very powerful, uh, very agile as well. He definitely, um, definitely a, a, an archetypal. Liverpool center back. You know, mm. if you look at them, they're all tall, they're lanky, powerful, um, lots of physicality. Um, I mean, just look at Reese Williams. I mean, he's a teenager, and yet he's bigger than, far bigger than most of the players on that pitch already. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, Ye- Jurgen Klopp giving a yellow card, I guess, for a descent. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, very, very angry there when Reese Williams was, was fouled then as well, so. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize coaches could get yellow cards. Yep. Oh, coaches can get sent off. Yep, yep. I've seen it happen. Huh. Uh, right on. Wasn't it? I mean, not right jo- on, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wasn't it Jose Mourinho not too long ago who, like, he got sent off and he was, like, in the stands, yet he had, like, an earpiece and he, yeah. like, like a, co- a corresponding coach that was filling in. Uh, he also had an earpiece and he was giving instructions from the, the yeah. stands. I think he got. Uh, uh, he got an eight-match um, pitch side ban. So, yeah, he was uh, coaching from the stands. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't sound like it's allowed. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, unfortunately, it is. I mean, for, for Liverpool's sake, you'd want to ban Mourinho from the city of London. <laughs> <laughs> Just go away for a while. Just, yeah, chill out. Take Speaking a vacation. Speaking of Jose Mourinho and his uh, high-flying Spurs team, uh, they do have a match coming up today. Um, I believe it's against Wolves, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Spurs versus Wolves is coming up after this, after this um, Liverpool-West Brom game. Uh, Mags uh, and and Steven both, uh, who, who do you like in that game? What, I mean, Wolves and, and Spurs both play very, very uh, competitive, very, um, very awesome football. I think. I think Wolves have been missing uh, Jimenez from the lineup, the, the, and especially with losing Jota, they've uh, struggled to replace him. Uh, uh, Silva has been phenomenal in terms of uh, creating chances, but just not able to to really get beyond uh, among the goals. Uh, so I think. Um, 
Tottenham, especially after the, the the last couple of losses that they've really kind of like uh, hit the skids a little bit, they're going to be looking to to really get back in back in uh, a fighting chance with this league, and they've been lucky in terms of the the results of have kind of helped them with that. Nobody's really kind of forced their way uh, into like a, a big a big uh, difference in points from from Tottenham. So a win could easily push them back into the top four. So I think mm-hmm. we'll we'll see a, a rejuvenated uh, Tottenham pick up the victory here. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like you were saying, Tanner. I mean, Wolves and, and Tottenham both play, you, you know, very, very good games of football. Uh, I think in, in, I mean, on any given day, uh, Wolves could beat Tottenham, and Tottenham could beat Wolves. Uh, honestly, with, with the way that they play, uh, I, I do agree. However, with Mags, I think Tottenham has uh, just a slightly more cohesive lineup, uh, and they'll definitely have that uh, that uh, you know that fire underneath them to to try to get back up into the table. So. I, I'm, I'm expecting Tottenham to, to pick up the victory here, but I, I will say it, it will be a close game. It will be a good game. Uh, Wolves could could get the win, uh, but but I do think Tottenham will uh, just for the slightly more cohesive lineup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Uh, for, for those in the chat, ooh, Salah just had a, a very close call right there with the header. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost. Yeah. Um, for those in the chat, if you have an, uh, an opinion or a take on West uh, West Ham, uh, Wolves versus Spurs, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Wolves versus Spurs, uh, put your predictions in the chat. We'd love to read them out. Um, Mag's looking very intense at the screen. Um, <laughs> something's going on, I can tell. <laughs> it's, uh, West Brom are having a lot um, more of the ball this half. They're, they're, mm. they're not as... Uh, as under the cosh as they were uh, in in the first half, and mm. whilst they're still playing with eight nine men behind the ball, uh, they they are pushing slightly further up, up the field and, and 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 really trying to force Liverpool back. Mm-hmm. I, I think that would probably be the only worry, not really even worry that I have, but uh, you know, if maybe Big Sam is trying to. Do a little bit of a uh, what they would call a rope a dope, you know. Uh, basically, sit back for a whole half, wait a while, see what happens in the first half, try to defend as best as you can, and then come out swinging in the second half. You know, I mean, maybe maybe that might be part of it. They, they sure do to seem uh, seem to be a lot more proactive uh, this half. And uh, I mean, the, the the physicality of Liverpool is just that they're not letting anything happen for West Brom. I mean, I do agree with Max. They're, they're looking a lot better this half than, than they did in the first half. But uh, honestly, um, that, that first half was a very low bar to pass, mm. you know, very much so. Well, and uh, I mean, another, another player I want to point out here, um, Curtis Jones. I mean, he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit this season, but uh, for him to to step up in the way that he has with uh, you know the the midfield being as a uh, uh, big of a problem area as the defense in some ways, um, Curtis Jones really kind of making uh, some some big leaps and bounds in terms of uh, development this year. I think so. I'm I'm really happy with him. Um, obviously, a lot of people are pointing out. Curtis Jones uh, very likely could be the uh, the inside replacement for Genie Vinaldum if he does in fact leave. Uh, you know, um, uh, obviously he can uh, 
you know sign a pre-contract agreement uh Vine Aldum can um in january i hope he stays i hope he signs a new deal if if any player on that pitch right now deserves to sign the contract extension it's it's genie um von Aldum. but uh you know they do have an inside replacement in curtis jones who does a very very good job himself um so we'll see and I think the thing with Curtis Jones is he's proved uh, quite like uh, Fabinho of just how how much of a, a utility player he can be. He's been really versatile in in where he's uh, been able to fit in the Liverpool side. Um, mm. He's he's quite adept at going forward, but still quite a, uh, quite talented at, at sticking back and being that that CDM that rock that the defense mm. uh, the, the midfield have needed. So. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. played. Um, he's, he's been outstanding with the chances that he's had. Yeah, I mean, he can do a little bit of everything. He really can. Um, There's another really good chance for West Brom there. The the, the Dan Garner one. If he'd have made um, contact with that, that would have been a that would have been something for for uh, Alisson to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt is in the chat. Matt Willis in the chat. Wolves to beat Spurs three one. Bail to be sent off. Wow. Man. Big, big call here. Yeah. Big call. Um, I mean, I could definitely see a 2-1 Wolves win. I mean, but I could also easily see a 2-0 uh, Spurs win for that matter. So right. that game could really go either way. Um, I think it more more depends on what kind of Spurs team shows up than, than does Wolves. Wolves is pretty consistent with the way that they play. They they will play as good as 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 their opposite number plays. Um, so if, if if Spurs show up and have a bad day, Wolves might be able to 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 come in and take advantage of that. My only problem with with Matt's um, uh, prediction is where do Wolves' goals come from? Uh, without Jimenez, mm-hmm. uh, Traore, who you would say is probably one of their better attacking players, has been very very gun shy in front of goal. I think it's. I want to say nearly a year since he last scored uh, a league goal. So it's just where would them goals come from? I mean, you do have Podense, um, who has been pretty decent, I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. Podence, Podense. I think I've heard it both ways. Yeah. Um, Daniel Podence. Like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm the same. I've, uh, the, uh, and it was interesting that in the Burnley game, oh no, in the, in the West Ham and... Um, Brighton game earlier, the the English commentators were talking about uh, the difference in uh, pronunciations we've had this year uh, with, mm-hmm. with so many players. Um, mm. Players, uh, uh, they were talking about Thomas Suchek, for for example, um, and Gary Neville made a big like, deal of when he first came to England. It was his name was Suchek, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's now Suchek. Yeah, mm-hmm. he said just pick one name and stick with it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it's 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 riveting. Uh, you know the kind of commentary that you can sometimes get from these games. I know Stephen and I. Uh, you know the, they were talking about the weather yesterday during mm. the Chelsea Arsenal game here in the states. Yeah, it's riveting conversation here. Uh, <laughs> that, that's why you should listen to to Radio Techers uh, mm-hmm. as your alternate commentary for all yep. things football. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll you know about all the mince pies. You yeah. will not get Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher discussing. The, the intricacies of puddings versus desserts. <laughs> you don't. You won't get that. 
um, not not on a uh, not on sport, uh, not 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 anywhere. You will get that here on Radio Techers. Um, man, uh, West Brom really trying to make a go of it here in the last twenty yeah. minutes. I mean, that was a beautiful run. Uh, Didn't amount to anything, but. But I mean, but that's the thing. It opens them right up, and I mean, even though they've still got six men back there, I mean, you've got Mane, uh, you know, flying forward. You've got Trent flying forward. Firmino's up there. I mean, I th- I think West Brom's going to try and make this a real back and forth game in the last twenty minutes. They, it be... looks like they're, they're pushing for something because they brought on Pereira. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be a testament to Liverpool's training and conditioning if they're you know if, if they're going to do uh, a, a 20 minute sprint like this uh, with mm. West Brom uh, Matt is in the chat once again asking about food uh, and, 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 and Mags's um, uh, knowledge about food uh, he wants to know Mags's takes on Yorkshire pudding uh, oh. black pudding and Eve's pudding Okay. York, Yorkshire um, pudding, black pudding, and Eve's pudding. Let's start with Yorkshire pudding um, because Yorkshire that seems to be the best, the best place best to start. Ever. I don't know what that is. What? So, um, <laughs> <do> you... <laughs> you're, you're, you're like, what? Oh, whatever. And then you start explaining. <laughs> so, um, Yorkshire yeah. pudding is York, essentially pudding. a savory um, pancake batter. So what what you do with that is you uh, heat up some oil in a in an oven uh, in you probably call them muffin trays but we call them like uh, cake mm-hmm. trays uh, mm-hmm. and then when the when the oil is uh, kind of like smoky hot you put in a, a ladle of, of uh, this savory batter which makes it kind of cook really quickly then you put it back in the oven and the the solid base forces the 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 the, the the batter to rise up, so it, you basically get a, a big, airy, crispy piece of uh, pancake batter, and then you mm. have that with a, a, a like a Sunday roast, like a maybe a roast beef or 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 a roast chicken with all the trimmings, like all the vegetables, and a really good. Uh, so, so, so it's supposed to be a, a savory kind of thing. You, you yeah. have it with. Oh, okay, okay. Hmm. Sounds pretty good, actually. Now, now does it originate from, yeah. from 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 Yorkshire, the the Leeds area? Oh, oh yes, they are. They are very very proud of uh, the fact that they have Yorkshire puddings. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's good to know. That's definitely good to know. <laughs> what, what is what is black pudding? Oh, black pudding. Mm. Now, you Americans will you'll probably enjoy black pudding because you'll eat absolutely anything. <laughs> Black pudding. You you get um, a, a a sheep stomach. All okay. right, we're off to a rocky start here. <laughs> now, this is the traditional method. Nowadays, they use kind of like a, a synthetic lining, but it's essentially a sausage. Okay. But instead of being made with like kind of ground meat, herbs, and spices, it, it's it's dried pig's blood. Huh. <laughs> All right. This uh, I don't know. Doesn't uh. So so, so when would you serve? 
I mean, we do have blood, blood sausage here. I, I mean, I, I've never had it, but but it is is it is a thing here. It's it's a, that's essentially it, but it's it's specifically pig's blood. Okay. So uh, so so when would you serve this? That ooh, is a brick. ooh salad. No. no, it's not a god. Yeah. So it's when, when would you? Serve? It's a breakfast item. You would have that with a, a breakfast. Oh, I so see. Like, okay. uh, maybe some uh, sausage, some bacon, hash browns, and uh, a slice of black pudding. So, some some eggs, maybe. Maybe get some yeah, eggs. Perhaps, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't think that maybe pig's blood would coagulate to the point where you could use it as meat. That sounds like it uh, wouldn't work. Uh, <laughs> but what do I know? Um, Matt's also asking about Eve's pudding. What do you know about oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's that's kind of like a, um, a a sponge cake mixture with with apples, essentially. Mm. So yeah, that that's you'd probably enjoy that more than you would black pudding. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Look, I mean, I'll uh, try black pudding. I'll try it. You know. Okay. I'm not. I'm not above trying it. I'll just have to get get past. Uh, Dude, like I almost wish you didn't tell me what it was, because then I would just try it, and then I'd be able to decide whether I like it or not. But now I'm like, I kind of don't want to try it, you know. <laughs> oh, it, it sounds way worse than it actually is. That's fair. That's fair. Ooh. We are in a free kick position here in the 76th minute, 77th minute going on here. Uh, Trent looks to be lined up. Uh, I would say that would be maybe, what, uh, 30 yards out there, uh, I would say. Probably about 20 to almost 30 yards out. Um, Let's see here. Ooh, really, really close chance to a free kick from Trent Alexander-Arnold. West Brom have brought on some fresh legs now up front with uh, Charlie Austin, um, looking to to maybe do what we said and, and get a, a last minute goal mm-hmm. and really mm-hmm. kind of uh, pull the rug from underneath Liverpool. Yeah, mm-hmm. this has not been as dominant of a second half that that it was for for Liverpool in the, in the first half. Mm-hmm. West Brom have had way way better uh, chances and uh, a lot more possession than they than they did. But now mm-hmm. we're Liverpool are on a break. Oh, well played to, for West Brom for slowing that down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it really, and, and <sighs> I think maybe go, speaks to speaks volumes for the lack of uh, maybe uh, seeing. Sam Allardyce in a, in the Premier League uh, in in recent times because uh, it it definitely is not above him to sit back for an entire half uh, and and kind of let the other team you know um, outwork themselves basically mm-hmm. uh, and, you know and basically uh, overexert themselves and and put them into a position where they don't have to uh, uh, where, where West Brom wouldn't have to you know uh, maybe work as hard in the second half to make these breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the the way that Liverpool are really kind of pushing for a second goal to kill this game off, and, and mm-hmm. uh, West Brom have, have really done well to soak up the pressure and 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 break. Like like mm-hmm. I said, the, the how how uh, Sam Aldas likes to play, uh, just soak up that possession and and just pounce on any mistakes that Liverpool have been able to do uh, mm-hmm. with the 
with the pacey uh, attack line that he's got. Um, yeah, it's 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 looking more and more likely that that's what he's going for. He's looking for that that maybe to, to scab a point off Liverpool and really frustrate him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that uh, I, I, I think that that if 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 Liverpool could figure out one thing, and maybe and maybe not not Liverpool as a whole, but but Mo Salah tends to hang on to the he's been hanging on to the ball for way way too long. Yeah, like 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 the Mo Salah of two or three seasons ago would have rifled off the ball or either passed it out to somebody else. I mean, he seems to be. I mean, solely intent on scoring a goal from ten yards out and it like within the box, right? Um, whereas the most all of old, he would just be taking shots whenever he saw the opening. Right. Um, so, I mean, that would be maybe one thing, if if anything, I could be critical about. Ooh, and yeah. it's a goal. It's happened. It's really, really happened. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we'll see here a mag's obviously ahead slightly ahead uh with uh with the west brom game uh Oof. we'll see where this goal comes from um it's looking like it would be from west brom if i'm not mistaken yep a mistake there by curtis jones um you know the ball goes out and crossing great header mm-hmm. allison was unlucky with that uh, came off the post. Oh, and it looks like it's gone in off a... Off, uh, did it touch Allison's boot then? Or was it just a spin of the ball? Uh, mm. Head? No, it's just a spin of the ball. It's, it's hit the top of the post and the spinners took the, the ball over the line. Mm. So that's done the unthinkable. After such a dominant first half, Liverpool mm. must be... Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. Uh, wasteful opportunities here from from Liverpool. They 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 really should have had three four goals at least in the first mm-hmm. half. Um, yep. and uh, you know they will definitely be kicking themselves. I mean, if you look uh on on the sidelines, Klopp is looking to bring on um uh, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain for the first time in a long time. Uh, maybe he can provide some kind of a inventive spark. Uh, within uh, Liverpool to, uh, to to pull back another goal, um, but yeah, this is a, a kind of a crazy um, a freak goal here. Um, you know, it, it goes off the top of the crossbar or the side of the crossbar, and then yeah, just really kind of crazy angle. The issue is is the shots on target. Liverpool still haven't had a shot on target apart from the goal that the that is going. Mm. Shots and only on target. So wasteful goal. Sorry, real quick, y'all. Uh, I do have a engagement to go to. Unfortunately, I'll have to take off. Uh, oh, but uh, I know, I know, the game really just got good too. <laughs> but uh, right, well, well thank you, Stephen. For... Yeah, enjoy yourself. The Klopp is enjoying himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, well, well, all right. Well, well, Stephen, you take care. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you again later on uh, this week. I'll, you know, see, see you later on. Uh, maybe, maybe Tuesday. I know you're you're coming by yeah. to pick up some stuff. Uh, yes, absolutely. Here, but uh, no, we yeah. need to we need to do some more of these watch-alongs too. I, I actually really yeah. enjoyed this. This is fun. Let's got to talk about mince pie. You know, yeah, we we got to learn a lot here. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, where can before you head out? Where can more people find you? 
Yeah. Uh, so you can find me right there at Grudy Steven on uh, Twitter. You can also find me here on Radio Techers, obviously, as well as on Headlock Talk. Uh, if you if you want to check out our year end review we just recorded yesterday, it was a yeah. lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a very good episode, I think. So. Yeah, man, I agree. Well, hey, it was, it, it's been awesome as always having you on once again. Uh, go Excellent. enjoy yourself. I know you have a, a family outing. Uh, oh. Oh. All right, gentlemen, you enjoy yourselves. Uh, I will speak to you later. And listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, th- thank you, Stephen. All right, ha- have a good one, man. All right, peace out, guys. All right, Mags, it's just it's down to you and it's down to me. Uh, so... Um, yeah, I know Liverpool's coming really, really close here. I, I really do think that there's maybe another goal left in this game. Uh, yeah, but the the worry is it could come from either side. That's the problem. <laughs> well, yeah, um, that, that's that's been the worry for most of the second half. Uh, it seems they're 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 really playing on a knife's edge. The goal has has lit uh, a little bit of urgency underneath Liverpool, though. They really kind of, uh, for for a lot of the second half, they've spent uh, time just sat on the ball, not really trying to, to create chances, whereas now they're looking for another goal. Uh, mm. And it, it I, I can't see West Brom holding them off. They, they, they're, looking, they're looking angry. Liverpool are looking really, really angry. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I think that's maybe something that you get with bringing on, you know, the ox, you know, uh, is, you know, he has this this interesting ability. I mean, he's really more of a forward, but Klopp plays him in the midfield. Um, I mean, ox, ox has said before that one of his favorite players growing up was Steven Gerrard. And he kind of, uh, he, while he's not Steven Gerrard, he does bring this kind of crazy ability to take the game uh, into another place uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, uh, just, just out of sheer force of will it, it seems at times um so uh oh, you know well made pr- best by Trent or the cross was a little bit too deep uh, um, oh is that a penalty has he said no the ref says no hmm Ref says no. Or we are right at the nearly the death it of the was game a, here. That was a penalty for me. That should have been a penalty. Um, mm. It was uh, Mane was pulled down. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time this year. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, uh, I mean. It's uh, like, like you said earlier, Mags. This goes back to the cons- the, the inconsistencies with refereeing. Like you know, it, it had it been a possibly another referee, they would have uh, they, they would have seen it, or or you know that. And uh, it, it, in all honesty, uh, th- these are things that VAR should be there for, right? Am, am, am I wrong? Like <laughs> you know, if, oh, if someone's I mean, pulled down in the box. My viewpoint has always been that it should be there to help the referee, not make the decisions for the referee. Um, right. it, it's a tool to assist, not uh, not take over. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's if if there's somebody else who sees that foul happen, I mean, they should be able to to point that out uh, to the to the head referee on the on the pitch, you know. And if he needs to go back and check it by with VAR, I mean, I I mean, I don't know. 
uh, I guess there's just different ways of looking at how <laughs> VAR should be utilized within the game. Um, Matt Willis in the chat. Uh, this is from a few minutes ago here, but he says, this is all your fault, Mags. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's Matt's fault. I, th- I think it's Big <sighs> Sam's fault. Mystic uh, Mags. <laughs> Mystic Mags. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, we'll see here. We're, we are near the 90th minute. Oh, West Brom have got their tails up now, though. They're, they're really kind of attacking down the down the flanks and getting some some balls into the Liverpool box. Uh, Origi is about to come on to the field, though. Um, and it's going to be... I mean... He, he's got oh, oh, how did that not go in? How did Firmino <laughs> not score there? Uh, oh, wow. I don't know, man. You'll see it in a second, sir. Oh, what a save by Johnston. I didn't realise he even got anything on that. That's a mm. that's an outstanding save. Yeah, I see here there's the Liverpool breakaway. Well, Ox goes down. Um which I mean that's questionable. Mean you off for uh, uh if this result stands, uh Liverpool still top the league, albeit by three points. Could have been uh could have been five. Or it could have been yeah, could yeah, could have been five points uh clear. So um if this result stands, uh yeah, Liverpool will feel a little bit uh a little bit hard done uh by the uh by the result. Um four minutes extra time. Well, I've I've seen uh, crazier things happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh we'll see what happens here. Yeah, Firmino, uh, there was the header attempt. I mean, there was also Sala was right there. Not Sala. Uh, Mane was right there. I mean, there there could have been quite a few different things that have ha- that would happen. Um, but Origi is on. We'll see what happens here. I was actually just watching uh, the, the Barcelona, the 4-0 game against Barcelona the other day. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, remembering, uh, reminiscing on uh, how uh, heroic Origi was that day. Maybe he'll have another day similar to that right here. We'll see. Um, but uh, for all those in the chat who've joined us here uh, for this watch along with our alternate commentary here with me, um, you know, Mags and uh, Steven, we thank you for joining us. If you haven't done so already, I'll ask of you just one last time, hit the like button, hit, uh, you know, hit subscribe wherever you're listening to, to podcasts or to this show. If you're watching the show on YouTube or Twitch, hit that subscribe. We greatly appreciate that. That little bit of support helps go a long, long way. And if you are listening to this in podcast form, uh, you know, just take a brief moment to, to uh, leave us a five-star rating review wherever you're uh, you're listening. Greatly appreciate that, guys. Um, four minutes uh, of extra time. We'll see if uh, maybe one of these teams can bring us a little bit of a last-minute magic here. Hopefully, it's for, for me, it's Liverpool. Um, but uh, I know a lot of uh, neutral supporters out there will be rooting for West Brom to, to get an extra goal in here as well. Um, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Coming up to two minutes left of extra time now. Liverpool really pressing for a goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
and rightfully so. You know, I mean, look, Liverpool played a really, really great first half, and they just they significantly let the let the gas go um, after that um, after that first half. Um, so they had they kept their foot on the pedal a little bit more, or maybe shored up defensively a bit more. I mean, we could have been looking at a different kind of game here, uh, but um, you know, props to West Brom. You know, they, I mean, they 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 took their chances, and uh, yeah. and and clearly Liverpool play uh, Liverpool uh, paid the price for it. Uh, so uh, let's see here if we can get a if hopefully one last goal here. I don't even know who that guy is. That's not that's not Sam. It's not Sam Allardyce right there. <laughs> I don't know who that guy was. Um, let's see. Yeah, two minutes to go here on my screen. We'll see what happens. Defense kind of passing the ball back around themselves. Ball goes to Ox. Ox passes out to Trent. Trent looking for some some kind of opening there across the front line. Henderson with a ball over the top. Uh, and it's caught by the goalkeeper. We'll see. Klopp obviously looking concerned on the sidelines. Mag's looking concerned on the other screen. <laughs> oh, uh, we, we've just had uh, Robertson whip a ball in from deep and it went went out for a, a West Brom uh, goal kick and yeah it mm-hmm. looks like it's it's all over all over by the shouting now. Um mm-hmm. West Brom really taking the time to to get this uh goal kick taken knowing that the ref's probably gonna blow his whistle as soon as it's done. Mm-hmm. Well if you are a Liverpool fan the the um, uh the, the uptick oh, here, the... interesting the upside here, if you're a Liverpool fan, is uh, there's you, you maintain your undefeated home record, which is good. You still remain undefeated there. Uh, Anfield is a is a fortress. Last ditch fortress. Last ditch corner. Mag says, uh, "We'll see. We shall yeah, see." I mean, I mean the, the 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 kind of good takeaway from this is that the teams around you have been dropping points um, yeah. recently. Anyway. Second last ditch corner. <laughs> I know the refs called it. It's one apiece. Yeah, uh, where where from Liverpool? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think uh, West Brom. You know, they they played very very well. I mean, they 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 you know we were kind of baffled in the first half by their strategy of uh, of of seeding eighty two percent possession uh, to uh, to Liverpool, um, but. Um, I mean, I I don't know if this was a strategic part of this here, uh, but they, you know, West Brom pretty much did a, a rope a dope here. They they sat back, they absorbed all the pressure for Liverpool, they waited until Liverpool got really really tired, and then they kind of had just a really magical moment with that goal that they scored to to get the equalizer. Um, and I think Liverpool are going to be really kicking themselves over not taking advantage of uh, all the chances that they had all game long and not putting away uh, those goals. Um, I mean, 
uh, West Brom frustrated. It's as simple and clear yeah. as that. Having yeah. 10 men behind the ball, uh, Liverpool not being able to convert those chances that they had. Yeah. Um, and when you go in at half-time, 1-0 after such a dominant uh, performance, it can actually be kind of like um, a, a way to kind of uh, pep up the team. You, The manager can say, look, you're still in this game. You've uh, mm-hmm. absorbed 45 minutes of, of constant pressure and you're mm-hmm. still... One goal brings us right back into it, and 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 it's worked. Uh, West mm-hmm. West Brom had a much better second half, even though Liverpool still dominated in terms of possession and shots. Uh, they were West Brom weren't as uh, pinned back as they were in the first half, and mm-hmm. were able to to create more chances of their own. And and unfortunately for Liverpool, one of those chances has 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 uh, led to a goal. And Liverpool mm. have, have, have dropped two points. There's, just, you, there's no other way of explaining it. It is, it is two yeah. points drop. Well, yeah. I mean, if if you're Jurgen Klopp, I don't think there's anything more that you could have done personally to prepare these players here. Um, no. th- this is this is not on Klopp. This is not on the tactics. This is not on anything else other than the players failing to convert chances. It's as simple as that. You know, I mean, if this was you know Manchester United or Chelsea or a City or any any other team. We'd be saying the same exact thing. Liverpool clearly failed to convert chances here when they had uh, the the opportunity to. I mean, this yeah. game quite clearly should be three, four, five, one, right? Um, but uh, no, it it is one one, um, and and that's that's the final result here. Um, Jurgen Klopp goes back to the the drawing board, uh, still in first place, three points ahead of uh, second place Everton. We'll see what happens. There's another very exciting game coming up: uh, Wolves versus uh, Spurs. Uh, so uh, even though we won't be around to to talk about it, uh, definitely highly recommend that you guys out there go and check it out here. Um, Mags, uh, before we head on out here, where can the people who are viewing and listening to this show find more of your content? Uh, they can find me at DJ Kerber, where uh, they can find award-winning content from an oh. award-winning podcaster. Hey, that's beautiful. You know, that's 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 what it's all about. You know, <laughs> that's that's really what it's all about, Mags. Uh, no, seriously, uh, I for for Stephen. Um, the both of us are really, really uh, happy for you. We're really, really proud of the the hard work that you've done and and, and the years I that you put into I, podcasting. And it's it, it's, I, it's, I, it's 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 an I, award well deserved. Absolutely. I appreciate it. But again, uh, and this is not me being uh, um, kind of down on my own content. I'm only as good as the people who I work with. So it's guys like you, guys like oh. Simon at, at Chair Wrestling. Uh, guys like uh, uh, Tolle uh, uh, Badlands that make me the podcaster that I am. If I didn't have you guys to, to bounce off, if I didn't have uh, people like Carlos on, on Five Rounds to, to bounce off, I wouldn't be able to produce the content that, that I do. So this is mm-hmm. definitely not a, a me award. It's definitely a, a team thing. Well, if, if, if you're a fan of Radio Techers, if you love uh, what what we do week in, week out, especially if you love Mags' content, obviously, check out Five Rounds if you're an MMA fan. Five Rounds with uh, Mags and Carlos. It's a wonderful show, uh, giving you all the UFC action. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Um, obviously, if you're, you're into professional wrestling, Mags also has you covered with both Badlands as well as um, uh, Chain Wrestling um, as well. So, you know, I mean, you've got a smorgasbord of Mags based 
produced content uh, that that is out there waiting for you. Uh, of course, um, for for Stephen and I, uh, we we also have Headlock Talk. Um, there's also um, you know uh, I know Stephen uh, ha- in particular has been involved in 3P Gamecast with uh, uh, our friend Mike Charlip. Uh, so if you're a video gamer, uh, video gamer, what am I like 80? If you are a gamer uh, and uh, Vidgy games. Uh, if you if, if you if you love your Vidgy games, uh, then uh, definitely check out that. I think uh, uh, that's going to be coming up uh, once again soon. As uh, Mike and Steven both are on the hunt for PS fives at this point, uh, so uh, hopefully the sooner that they can get one, the better uh, for for three P Gamecast. Um, and uh, you know, obviously, uh, I'll be moving next weekend. Uh, Radio Techers is still on for next weekend. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, maybe I'll have some other content. I don't know. It's something, something might be going on. I don't know. Possibly. Um, <laughs> mm, maybe so. Cooking with Tanner podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really appreciate you guys. You can find more of my content, uh, as you see below, right there, um, at Texas Gentleman underscore, uh, or you can also go to um, at Headlock Talk. Uh, for for wrestling content, um, if you want to hear more of what Steve and I get to do, uh, as uh, Steven said earlier, we did a year end review yesterday. You should definitely check that out as well. Um, and uh, one last time, guys, thank you, thank you so much uh, for tuning in today. We wish you guys a uh, uh, the happiest of holidays and a happy new year as well. Uh, we'll talk once again uh, on Wednesday. Maybe hmm. another watch long. Maybe another watch long. Yes, indeed. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and, and, and talk about it. Uh, we'll have our friend Matt Willis, who was in the chat earlier. Mags, I, uh, Mags, myself, and Matt. Hmm? I'm unavailable on Wednesday, then. Oh, yeah? If we have, I'm unavailable. If you have Matt on, it's unavailable? Okay. Well... Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll have Matt on. We'll talk about. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll actually be doing a watch along for for Liverpool once again. This time with Newcastle United. Let's see if Liverpool right the ship a little bit more uh, from from this game. Uh, Mags uh, top bins. I'm going with uh, with Saka's goal. Saka's goal yesterday against Chelsea. I I, I think that's the top bins for me. Perhaps uh, it's 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 got to be up there. I, one I really did also enjoy was uh, El Ghazi's uh, goal uh, for Villa. Mm-hmm. I know we didn't really touch on Villa that much in this game, uh, mm-hmm. but but yeah, it can't be anything more than Saka. It must have been such a good feeling for him as well because mm-hmm. he's been one of Arsenal's outstanding players and really kind of be. You can see the frustration on his face when they've not been able to produce the results. Uh, so yeah. yeah, it was to see him get uh, among the goals and what a peach of a goal it was indeed indeed uh, and and for player of the week uh, um, I don't think any kind of players have really kind of stood up and, and been uh, like uh, head and shoulders above another so I'm actually going to go with and it's, this is going to probably frustrate you more than anyone I'm actually going to go with Sam Allardyce he, uh, for all the stick we gave him all the way throughout this show he came and did what he needed to do against a, a, a hard Liverpool team to, to break down and, and came away with a, uh, a very look at and 
on on balance of play, undeserved point, but that's what he's been brought into to West Brom to do. It's to grab those uh, very kind of a uh, scrappy points and 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 help them uh, fight their way out of that relegation zone. So he's done exactly what he needed to do. Uh, so I'm going to give it Sam Allardyce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> may not be on Wednesdays <laughs> or any. <laughs> From now on, I'll be future endeavored. <laughs> Mags is getting sent an email right now as we speak. No, uh, uh, no, I mean that's that's a, that's a decent shout. Uh, I, I, and uh, I, I was gonna give uh, a player of the week actually to you for not only being such a top performer and top podcaster, but also explaining British cuisine all throughout the episode. Major props to you, Mags. Shower. <laughs> I take my Sabaldas one back now. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, you guys, it's been a pleasure. Once again, please, if you haven't done so already, like, share, subscribe. Uh, Connor joining us in the chat right here at the end of the show. But have no fear. You can always check out the replay and rewatch the game anytime Absolutely. that you'd like. Hello, anytime Connor. You'd like. Hello, uh, I'm back. Hello, Connor. I'm back, Connor. <laughs> indeed indeed well we will catch you guys again on wednesday we'll do another watch long liverpool versus newcastle united uh but for mags and steven i am of course uh tanner aka the texas gentleman y'all take care be safe out there know that we love you and uh have yourself a great rest of your weekend bye-bye Thank you.